Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors on the mic with you. Story time with Buster. It's Saturday night. We are starting chapter four of our book we're reading with Rick Joyner, The Call. Again, this is the sequel to the final quest, the carry on of it. We're uh, digging deep. God's been relaying some interesting things to us. I pray that you're taking some of those nuggets and treasures out of this. Uh, man, it's messing with me, I can tell you that. And I've actually read this before. So it's 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 interesting to see how God opens the eyes to see as we move forward in this life that we're living with him. So tonight we're going to dig into chapter 4. This is titled Truth and Life. As the Lord spoke, his glory seemed to increase. It was so great that at times I thought I was going to be consumed by it. His glory burned, but it was not like a fire. It burned from the inside out. I somehow knew that I would either be consumed by his glory or by the evil I would face after I went through the door. His words were penetrating and gripping, but I knew that it was even more important to behold his glory, so I was determined to do just that for as long as I could. He appeared more brilliant than the sun. I could not see all of his features because of the brightness, but as I continued to look, my eyes adjusted to some of his brilliance. His eyes were like fire, but not red. They were blue, like the hottest part of the fire. They were fierce, yet they had the attraction of an endless wonder. His hair was black and sparkled with what I thought at first were stars, and then I realized it, that it just glistened with oil. I knew that this was the oil of unity, which I had seen in a vision before. This oil radiates like precious stones, but it is more beautiful and more valuable than any earthly treasure. As I looked at his face... I felt the oil begin to cover me, and as it did, the pain of the fire of his glory was more bearable. It seemed to impart peace and rest, and only came upon me as I looked at his face. When I looked away from his face, it would stop. I felt compelled to look at his feet. They were also like flames of fire, but they were more of a bronze or golden flame. They were beautiful, but also fearsome, as if they were about to walk with the most fearful of strides. As I looked at his feet, I felt like an earthquake was going off inside of me, and I knew that, his, that as he walked, everything that could be shaken would be shaken. I could only stand it for a moment, and then I had to fall on my face. When I looked up, I was looking at the door. Now it was even less attractive than before. At the same time, I felt a desperation to go through it before I could choose not to. It was my calling to go through the door, and to not go would be not to, to not obey. In his presence, even the thought of disobedience seemed to be such a base selfishness more repulsive than the thought of returning to the battle of the earthly realm. As I looked at the door, I heard another voice begin to speak, which I did not recognize. I turned to see who was speaking. He was one of the most naturally attractive people I had seen, yet regal and strong. I am able, he said. The authority that the Lord is about to give his people is the anointing for true unity. When there were just two brothers on the earth, we could not live in peace with each other. From my time until yours, mankind has walked in the way of increasing darkness. Murder will be released on the earth as never before. Even your world wars were but birth pains leading up to what is to come. But remember this, love is stronger than death. The love that the Father is about to give, those who serve him, will overcome death. Please tell me everything that you have been given to tell me, I responded, knowing that he had much to say. 
My blood still speaks. The blood of every martyr still speaks. Your message will live on if you trust in the life that you have in God more than you trust in the life that you have on earth. Do not fear death, and you will overcome it. Those who do not fear death will have the greatest message during the times you are entering when death is released on the earth. I thought of all the wars, famines, plagues that had come upon the earth just in my century. How much more can death be released, I asked. Abel continued, without answering me, which I understood to be the answer. The blood sacrifice has already been made for you. Trust the power of the cross, for it is greater than life. When you trust the cross, you cannot die. Those on earth have power for a time to take your earthly life, but they cannot take your life if you have embraced the cross. A great unity will come upon the Lord's people who dwell on the earth. This will take place when his judgments come upon the earth. Those who are in unity will not only endure his judgments, but they will prosper because of them. By this, he will use his people to warn the earth. After the warnings, he will then use his people as a sign. Because of the discord and conflict that arise in the darkness, the unity of his people will be a sign that the whole earth will see. His disciples will be known by their love, and love does not fear. Only true love can bring true unity. Those who love will never fall. True love does not grow cold, but true love does grow. Love releases life. Another man who looked almost exactly like Abel came and stood beside him. I am Adam, he said. I was given authority over the earth, but I gave it to the evil one by obeying evil. He now rules in my place and your place. The earth was given to man, but the evil one has taken it. The authority I lost was restored by the cross. Jesus Christ is the last Adam, and he will soon take his authority and rule. He will rule through mankind because he gave the earth to mankind. Those who live in your times will prepare the earth for him to rule. Please tell me more, I asked, a little surprised to see Adam, but wanting to hear everything he had to say. How do we prepare for him? Love, he said. You must love one another. You must love the earth, and you must love life. My sin released the death that now flows as rivers upon the earth. Your love will release rivers of life. When evil reigns, death is stronger than life, and death prevails over life. When righteousness reigns, life prevails, and life is stronger than death. Soon the life of the Son of God will swallow up the death that was released through my disobedience. It is not just living that you must love, but life. Death is your enemy. You are called to be a messenger of life. When the Lord's people begin to love, he will use them to release his judgments. His judgments are to be desired. The whole world is groaning and travailing as it waits for his judgments. And when they come, the world will learn righteousness. What he is about to do, he will do through his people, and his people will stand as Elijah in the last days. Their words will shut up the heavens or bring rain. They will prophesy earthquakes and famines, and they will come to pass. They will stop famines and earthquakes. When they release armies in the heavens, armies will march on the earth. When they hold back armies, there will be peace. They will decide where he shows mercy and where he shows his wrath. They will have this authority because they will love and those who love will be the one with him. What you will see through that door is to help prepare you for what he is about to do through his people. I know authority. I also know the responsibility of authority. Because of the great authority that I was given, I am responsible for what has happened to the earth. Even so, the grace of God began to cover me, 
and God's great redemption will soon swallow up my mistake. Peace will be taken from the earth, but you are called to help restore it. Peace prevails in heaven, and you are called to bring heaven to earth. Those who abide in his presence will know peace and will spread peace. The earth itself will shake and tremble. Times of trouble, greater than have ever been known, will begin to move across the earth like great waves of the sea. Even so, those who know him will not be troubled. They will stand before the raging of the seas and say, Peace, be still, and the seas will be calm. Even the least of his little ones will be like the great fortress of the peace that will stand through all that is coming. His glory will be revealed to his people first and then through them. Even the creation will recognize him. In his people they will obey them as it does him. This is the authority that I had, and it will be given to mankind again. I used my authority to turn paradise into a wilderness. The Lord will use his authority to turn the wilderness into paradise again. This is the authority that he has given to his people. I used mine wrongly, and death came. When his authority is used in righteousness, it will release life. Be careful how you use authority. With authority comes responsibility. You, too, can use it wrongly, but you will not do this if you love. As all of heaven knows, love never fails. What about the earthquakes, famines, and even wars that you said would be released on the earth? Won't this be releasing death, I asked? All the death that is coming upon the world is being allowed to prepare the way of life. Everything that is sown must be reaped, unless those who have sown evil call upon the cross in spirit and truth. The army of the cross is about to be released, and it will march in the power of the cross, carrying the offer of mercy to all. Those who reject the mercy of God have rejected life. That is a great responsibility, I said. How do we know when they have rejected his mercy? Disobedience brought death, and obedience will bring life. When I walked with God, he taught me his ways. As I walked with him, I began to know him. You must walk with God and learn his ways. Your authority is his authority, and you must be one with him in order to use it. The weapons of his armies are not carnal. They are spiritual and are much more powerful than any earthly weapons. Your most powerful weapons are truth and love. Even the final judgment of destruction is God's love, extended in mercy. When truth spoken in love is rejected, death has been chosen over life. You will understand this as you walk with him. You will come to understand the spirit that he has given you to bring life and not death. There is a time to give men over to reap what they have sown, but you must do all things in obedience. Jesus came to give life. He does not desire for any to perish, and this must be your desire also. For this reason you must even love your enemies, if you are to be trusted with the authority that he wants to give his people. The time is at hand for the fulfillment of what has been written. His people have prayed for more time, and he gave it to them. However, few have used it wisely. You have a little more time, but soon the time can no longer be delayed. The time is near when time itself will seem to speed up. As it is written, when he comes, he will come quickly. However, you are not to fear the times. If you fear him, you do not need to fear anything that is coming upon the earth. All that is about to happen is coming so that his wisdom can begin prevail on the earth as it does in heaven. All the evil that has been sown in mankind is about to be reaped. Even so, the good that he has sown will also be reaped. Goodness is stronger than evil. Love is stronger than death. He walked the earth to destroy the works of the devil, and he will finish what he has begun. Power and Love 
As Adam talked, I was captured by his grace and dignity. I began to wonder if he had possibly lived his whole life after this fall without sinning again, because he seemed to be so pure. Knowing my thoughts, he changed the subject briefly to answer them. I lived long on earth, because sin did not have a deep root in me, even though I had sinned. I was created to walk with God, and my desire was still for him. I did not know the depths of sin that the following generations knew. As sin grew, life was shortened, but in every generation, those who walk with God touch the life that is in God. Because Moses walked so closely with God, he would have lived on had the Lord not taken him. Enoch walked with him so closely that the Lord had to take him as well. That is why Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. What you are seeing in me is not just the lack of sin, but the presence of life that I had on the earth. What we were on earth will remain a part of who we are forever. I can look at all the others here who are a part of the great cloud of witnesses and know much about their life on earth. So you are part of the great cloud of witnesses? Yes, my story is a part of the eternal gospel. My wife and I were the first to taste sin and the first to see our children reap the consequences of disobedience. We have beheld the death spread through each generation, but we have also beheld the cross and have seen the victory over sin. Satan has boasted since the cross that Jesus could redeem men but could not change them. During the times of the greatest darkness and evil that are about to come, his people will stand as a testimony for all time that he not only redeemed his people from sin, but he also removed sin from them. Through them, he will remove sin from the whole earth. He will now display to the whole creation the power of his new creation. He did not come just to forgive sin, but to save mankind from sin. And he is returning for a people who are without stain from the world. This will come to pass in the most difficult of times. I was created to love the Lord and to love the earth, as were all people. I have loathed the sight of the world's rivers becoming sewers. Even more have I loathed the sight of what has happened to the human mind. The philosophies of the human mind now filling the streams of human thoughts are as loathsome as the sewage filling the rivers. But the rivers of human thought will one day be pure again, just as the rivers of the earth. By this, for all time to come, it will be proven that good is stronger than evil. The Lord did not go to the cross just to redeem, but also to restore. He walked the earth as a man to show mankind how to live. He will now reveal himself through his chosen ones to show them who they were created to be. This demonstration will not just come through power, but through love. He will give you power because he is all-powerful, and power is also revelation to him. Even so, he uses his power because of love, and so must you. Even his judgments come because of love. When you send them forth, it must be because of love. Even his final judgment of the earth will be his final mercy. I looked at Adam and Abel, Lot and Jonah as they stood together. I knew that it would take forever to understand the depths of the revelation of the great gospel of God that each of their lives represented. Adam's disobedience made the way for Abel's obedience, whose blood still speaks as a harbinger for the salvation. Righteous Lot could not save a city, while an unrighteous Jonah could. Like the four gospels, there seemed to be no end to the understanding that could be learned from them. This, too, was my call. What an interesting chapter. We're going to stop right there.
just the fact of truth and life and, and this, this, this ringing that continues to bring itself out in the midst of this writing is love. We have got to learn to love as he loves, to see as he sees. Ron and I continue to have these conversations that that, that truly is where, where this life is. We must learn to love as Jesus loves, to see things as Jesus sees things, to see the lost as he sees them. We still have this selfishness inbred in us through this world, through this fallen world. And, and this the fact that we were born into sin creates this, this need for us to continue to pursue the righteousness of God. We, we've got to learn to see things the way he sees them, to walk out this earth the way he did. He, he lived in the same times as us. Everyone likes to argue that, that, oh, you know, times were so different. Not really. Not for when he was here. You have to understand that, that everything progresses from, from not only sin nature, but, but as the earth progressed, so is everything else. So Jesus actually did endure the same things that we've endured. Uh, and, and it's proven. You look at some of the things, I mean, but he clearly states that so as it was in the days of Noah, it shall be in the coming of the days of the Son of Man. The days of Noah must have been pretty bad, and that was way back in Genesis. So all of these things that we, we understand, the, the biggest thing we must gain from this is we must begin to, tr- to seek righteousness and to learn to walk in his love, to ask him to give us his eyes, to give us his heart for all mankind that we might truly be witnesses for him on this earth in these last days. We know where we're at today. Continue to seek him with all you have in you. God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to these broadcasts. Ron and I love you. We're praying for you. We pray that God pours out over you, that he blesses you, that that he, he, he overruns you with blessing as your obedience increases in him. More than anything, spend time with the Lord. Amen. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.